Shane Van Gisbergen takes out the Mount Panorama 500. We hear from him today on Inside Motorsport. I hope you'll stay with us. Shane Van Gisbergen was a convincing winner over the weekend at Mount Panorama in Bathurst. He won both of the 250km legs of the Mount Panorama 500. And getting a perfect score at the end of the weekend was more than he could have hoped for. Awesome weekend, like the way it, way it started. The team's been really good and working with Couchy's been awesome and just the atmosphere and the team's really good. And as I sort of touched on yesterday, I was frustrated with myself on Friday making mistakes, but yesterday we rectified that. And then today, like, the car was awesome, much better in qualifying. And then in the race, the balance was much better. And as I sort of touched on as well at the Fox thing, it's frustrating to race in pit lane. Um, the middle stint though was awesome, like knowing I had to make a gap, but I'd rather have won the race by passing him, you know, rather than just clean air. Yeah. So will a perfect score in round one mean that he'll have to think championship right from the get-go? Um, no, it's just a good feeling to come out of the first round with a strong start and perfect score and it just sets you up for the season. You're not playing catch-up, you're, but you're not protecting either, like I don't plan to just sit there and want to try and win every race still um, and I'll be doing everything I can to do that but um, yeah certainly an awesome feeling to have the orange or red numbers on the car it's um, a yeah, cool way to start the year. An interesting battle he had with Cam Waters on both Saturday and Sunday Waters having a power steering failure in his Tickford Monster Energy Mustang in Saturday's race which put him out of contention and on Sunday pit stop dramas where he was jumped by Van Gisbergen's Ampole Red Bull Racing team. Is he going to be the main contender this year for Van Gisbergen? Obviously it's way too early I think to be talking about that. Um, yeah, it's, there's a lot of people that can obviously win this championship this year. Um, you know, you can't have bad luck so I've already had a bit of bad luck which things like that can write you off towards the end of the year so... Um, yeah, for, for me, it's the same thing as what Shane said, just go out there and try and win races and, and be at the front every weekend. Chaz Mostert had a very consistent weekend, leaving 33 points behind Shane Van Gisbergen. And Mostert was extremely happy with the way the team had set up the car and been able to execute across the weekend. For us, it's our first event back here for the N21, and um, we obviously had a pretty strong race here at the end of last year, so... I don't want to speak too soon, really, if we're on the right, on the right direction. Obviously, the car felt pretty good, speedy through practice. All the, all the sessions were solid. The tunability of the car is a lot better this, this year. Um, but the team-wise, you know, I mean, it was a big building year last year for the team. Two new drivers, some new personnel come in. Um, I feel like the culture's always been pretty, spe you know, special there, like both of the people I've met. Um, they're a very positive bunch of group at, at WAU, but... Um, yeah, I think it's just a fresh mindset there and, um, and moving forward. To the engineer of Shane Van Gisbergen, and that is David Couchy. I caught up with him following the race and the success with his new driver, Shane Van Gisbergen. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't get much better than that to um, yeah, win the first two races of the year and you know, he grabbed a pole along the way. Um, yeah, it's pretty awesome. The team worked absolutely um sensational this weekend both sides of the garage the pit stops the engineering crew and obviously the the drivers as well um yeah shane's definitely in in fine form he's had a good off season did some did some racing in his downtime um and yeah he's just driving really well so it's awesome to see how 
how difficult or how daunting is it to change drivers and change engineering? I know the step up from number two to number one is a big step. Is it as big a step to switch from driver to driver? Um, look, I mean, I've worked with Shane not indirectly for you know since he, since he joined the team um, in 2016. So it's um, look. Uh, not not so much like you know it is different um it's it's a new sort of personality to learn and, and a couple of the little details or things like that so it does take time it's not automatic but um so far it's been pretty pretty smooth i gotta say and does he like something completely different or is he uh similar enough that it's comfortable when you want to make a change you know he'll say a quarter inch change is a quarter inch change or is he saying a quarter inch change is like two feet yeah, no, it's it's exactly. It's reading, you know, their feedback and, you know, the magnitudes. That's the hard thing sometimes to start is, you know, because they all describe the car in slightly different ways. But, um, again, I have listened to him for a number of years, even though I haven't always had to react to what he's saying. That's been someone else's job. But um, I have sort of had it in my ear for a little bit, so I've got a, had a bit of a head start. Has it changed your perspective on the year, having such a change? Is it... Not as, oh, here we go, we're just starting another year again. Or is it something that's a bit refreshing for you? Uh, absolutely, it's refreshing. They say a change is uh, as good as a holiday, so we'll, take, we'll, we'll, we'll stick with that. Um, yeah, look, it is, it is refreshing. Um, I've been with this team for a long time and I've, I've had you know, a great time, um, had many great, lots of great success uh, engineering Jamie and, and you know, working with Craig and now Shane. So... Mate, it's 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 a, such a privileged position to be in to be able to call it um, work with a Jamie Winkup or a Shane Van Gisbergen. I mean, uh, you know, what else could you ask for? And when was last time you won the first two races of the season? Um, unfortunately, I don't think I've ever done that. So um, yeah, so that's the that's the first time. So yeah, pretty happy with that. Pretty good start then, David. Thanks for your time. Awesome. Thank you. Cheers. Other drivers that had a good weekend. Will Davison was one of them. He's 75 points behind the lead of Van Gisbergen and on Saturday had a strong third place finish. It's, I mean, settling in with a new team, there's always lots of little differences in cars. So the conditions are quite sketchy here, like the track, particularly yesterday, is very hot. Uh, the grip's very low. So just to hang the thing on the, on the line uh, with very limited time is, is full on. So you're second guessing the car. I didn't sleep much last night, you know, because you're focusing on how am I going to go quicker and... Uh, yeah, just second-guessing the car a bit and just trying to make it a bit more natural. And uh, we've certainly done that today, just every single session where we're, we're making the car better and better. And it's obviously a, a great car to drive and uh, we just need to sort of mesh the two a bit more together. But as a, as a debut race, um, certainly I'll take it. The Supercars Championship with Shane Van Gisbergen on 300 points, Chaz Mostert on 267, Mark Winterbottom with a fourth and a fifth place in his Team 18 Irwin Racing Commodore is on 231. Will Davison is fourth and Jamie Winkup, Van Gisbergen's teammate, on 198 rounds out the top five. Touring Car Masters was the headlining support category and I caught up with the winner, Ryle Harris, who agreed that any day at Bathurst is a good day, but winning makes it all that much more special. Ryle Harris, they say any day at Bathurst is a good day, winning at Bathurst just is the cherry on top. Mate, it is. It's a, it's a good bit of road to drive around and an even better one to win on. So, uh, mate, we, we, that was a frantic race. Um, we didn't have to win it to win the round, I knew that, um, but... I wasn't going to not try, so um, I let Marcus go and, uh, and then Ryan let him go 
And then they got tussled up. I was happy just to stay in third. And then Garwood was coming, and I'm like, come on, get a hurry on here, boys. But um, got back to the lead and um, decided to maybe just try and block Ryan for the rest of that, that two laps. But I'm like, nah, there's no point. So he had too much pace on me. And obviously, we've, we've, when you win, you get the 100 revs taken off. So we're down 200 revs. But won the round, can't complain. Bit of damage, but um, I'm sure it was really good TV. So It was such an exciting weekend. And when you think... You were down in Tassie one week, Bathurst the next race. Well, we missed Tassie. Yeah, yeah, we didn't make the first round, so we're, we're playing catch-up now. So best way to go about it is win a round. So hopefully um, we'll just keep doing it for the rest of the year. Thanks, mate. So. so for you, you've got the rest of the year locked in? Yeah, mate, yeah, we'll finish the rest of the season and hopefully um, we're somewhere up the pointy end of, at the end of the year. So missing the first round is going to make it hard, but we'll just keep doing what we're doing and hopefully we're there at the end of the year. And what about... Uh, when you look back at 2020, how did you guys get through all the, yeah, the trials? Well, obviously, we only did the one round at Adelaide. Um, the car was a was a nightmare to drive at Adelaide, so we've made massive gains with the car setup. It's it's much more nicer to drive now and drive on the limit. Uh, there's still a lot to go in the car and in me. Um, the cobwebs are, I think, 90% blown out now. So, uh, but we'll do a we'll do another test day before the next round and hopefully um, get her uh, get her tuned up. And any other driving this year? Um, I'd love to do some TA2. Really, that really attracts me. All the cars are equal and the parity is good. Uh, and um, the Super Utes, wouldn't mind having a crack at them with the V8s in them. I think those things will be awesome with the V8s in them. They're an awesome car to drive. The diesels just were never anyone's cup of tea. So they tried to make it work and they failed. And, and now we're just going to look forward. Hopefully that category takes off again because there's a lot of people that have put money into it. And hopefully that takes off. So I wouldn't mind getting my bum in one of them and, and maybe some TA2 racing as well. It's a lot of interesting classes now available to guys who want to do a bit of jumping around. Yeah, definitely, mate. Like obviously, this class, bang for your buck, um, is really good. Uh, it's the most popular support category. We've got a, a really nice fan base, and people love the old cars. I love driving them. Um, good crowd. Everyone's sort of, it's like family orientated. So, um, so yeah, I'm enjoying my racing again, and it's it's sort of it's sort of been an amazing 2020 for me. You know, I had a, had a baby and become a father and. My, my signage business is going really well, so, but um, yeah, certainly miss racing and I'm definitely glad to be back with Honda Wheel, that's for sure. Well, I know that uh, not only did the crowd here enjoy that race, but live TV is always a, a special thing to win on. Yeah, definitely, mate, especially here and, and running with the supercars, you do get that extra coverage and the TV coverage is a lot better, so, um, so yeah, the rest of the year, mate, well, I'm not sure. I, I haven't done an ARG round with these guys yet, so hopefully they, um, they improve the television and, and we're, we're all good. Thanks very much and congratulations. Thanks, mate. That's all we have time for this week on Inside Motorsport. Until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.